Welcome to another episode of Not Alone Today podcast. My name is Anu. And I am Joseph. Your voice is interesting. <laughs> I know, it's a bit croaky. Yes. Today's episode is a bit, mm-hmm. it's quite different. Okay. It's, um, it's a question that was asked directly to Kola and he responded to. But we thought like, mm-hmm. it's a life issue and would benefit everyone. Yeah. So that's why we're putting it out there. We pray that it blesses you. Amen. Thank you very much. Specifically in Nigeria, in the last one week, um, there has been the case of a particular lady, um, a young lady on social media who posted on Twitter uh, that she was looking for a job and she got someone reached out back to her to offer her some sort of um, an agreement to come around for an interview with the hopes of getting a job. And she went uh, for that supposed interview, which turned out to be... um, I think they said she was raped, she was murdered, she was buried in a shallow grave, um, and eventually that was discovered and things like that. And the culprit is now facing some legal proceedings in that regard. But such perplexing news of such a disheartening occurrence made a young man reach out to me, wrestling with this thought that if God is as powerful as we claim he is. I mean, we worship this God and sing and do all of these things in order to just remind ourselves of how powerful he is and, and celebrate him as such, adore him as such, worship him as such. And that if God is truly, truly powerful, why doesn't he just show up in such instances of tremendous injustices and and prove his justness and and demonstrate his power he literally used the word superhero in his question to say why why won't god just emerge like some spider-man or superman and come to save the day when the unjust is being um maltreated why is there evil in the world why if god is this powerful why is it that someone that was um, led to Christ, had his life transformed, and then decided to go back to minister to the people um, in the place where he originated from, got waylaid and then murdered and just killed just like that. I mean, such very troubling scenarios was what this young man cited as he asked this question. And so that was the question I responded to on WhatsApp with a voice note. And today's episode on Not Alone Today would actually be that voice note, except from it, albeit that I'll be sharing with us in the hopes that we all would be encouraged and edified by my response. The question you've asked is perhaps one of the oldest questions there is about God. Uh, People have asked it in different ways long before we ever came to also start grappling with the same issue. You hear things like, why does bad things happen to good people? You hear things like, if there is God and is all-powerful, then where is there evil in the world? Those are the kind of questions some people ask and lead them to stop making sense of Christianity. Um, And it's the same set of questions that some other people ask that deepen their faith. I mean, I came across the news of that lady that was supposedly um, looking for a job and then eventually fell into the wrong hands, got raped, murdered, buried and all of that. And the very many other instances you gave as well, I could absolutely relate. Um, The way I've understood it, and of course, this is not this is not me being an authority on the matter. 
I have an anchor in a sense, and of course the anchor is God's word and what God has said about himself from his word, if you will, um, that roots my conviction about this. But in practicalities, it is an ever unfolding reality and unfolding truth. And what do I mean by that? On the one hand, I believe um, unwaveringly that God is all powerful and God is all good. He's perfectly powerful, perfectly good. Um, I, I stumbled on a question online the other day. Someone was asking a tricky question supposedly and say, can God be so powerful that he will create a rock that is so big that he cannot carry it? <laughs> like, if God is all powerful, then he should be able to do everything, right? And then could he do something that he himself would be unable to fix in the manner of speaking? Um, but the point is, yeah, God is all-powerful. There is no doubt about that. God is perfectly good. There is no doubt about that. And it's not that he's powerful sometimes and good some other times. He's powerful and good all at the same time. Um, every every attribute of God that we know, that he has revealed of himself in his word, God is love, God is kind, God is holy, God is generous, God is benevolent, God is merciful, God is just. And all of those other dimensions of him that we have seen and, and experienced from his word is not like he's one of those things at a particular time and then another dimension of those things at another time. God is all of that at the same time, which of course transcends our capacity to understand and that's what makes him God. That's, that's where I, I would begin to start thinking of this. But coming down to the practicalities of, for instance, the kind of examples that you've given, one of the words that have helped me to understand God's sovereignty, I used to think of God's sovereignty in the lines or language of, I think it's Psalm 115. There are a couple of Psalms that actually says this. It says, God is in heaven and he does whatsoever he pleases. I don't know if you've stumbled on that in the scriptures or actually intentionally read and pondered on that. He's in heaven and he does whatsoever he pleases. And that captures, of course, in essence, what's so Sovereignty means it's close to what Yorubas would, would say about their kings and call him Kabiesi, Kabiosi. No one dares to question you. It it's almost seems as though whether or not whatever you do is good or bad, no one dares question you because you're the king. And in a sense, that's kind of um, an idea that comes from sovereignty as well, or that sovereignty puts out there to say there is this supreme being and there is no way we could ever dare question whatever he does because he does whatsoever he pleases and we can just take a leap of faith and assume or believe that whatever he does must be good now that's that's helpful relatively but not too helpful another way that i've actually began to understand sovereignty in recent times is another word which i've even used many times myself in my poems and it's the word providence now providence is God's sovereignty, yeah, but from the perspective of the fact that there is a purpose to the sovereignty of God. So providence is like God's purposeful sovereignty, God's purposeful control of the universe, God's purposeful in chargeness, if you will. That God is in charge, that God does whatsoever he pleases, but whatsoever he does, he does purposefully. Now, we, from our own standpoint, can never, of course, fully comprehend the full purposes of God and why he does everything that he does. But one of the attributes of God, again, that we know is that he's omniscient, which means he knows everything. He's all wise. He's all immortal, invisible, the only wise God, like we sing in that popular hymn. So God is all of this myriad of things together all at the same time time but underlying
denying it all is what he calls his ultimate purpose, his ultimate counsel. And from our own standpoint, when we say something is good and when we say something is evil, what we call good is oftentimes what looks good to us. It favors us. It's pleasing to our expectations and realities. We like it, so it's good. It's bad if it doesn't do all of those, if it doesn't favor us, if it doesn't sound good, feel good, look good to us, then maybe it's not good. But but of course, from God's perspective, for instance, uh, a classic example, the sacrifice that Jesus himself came to pay in flesh and blood, dying on the cross, from very many angles to that story, there is no way you can look at it and call it good. But if if God has ever done anything that is supremely good, it is in releasing his son to be, quote-unquote, killed on our behalf, murdered on our behalf. And when we say his son is himself, for God, the son is as God, as God the Father, and as God, as God the Holy Spirit, which again is another mystery, the Trinity, but I won't go there. I'm saying all of that to say God's definition of good is often way above us. It says, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh, And you can't just begin to comprehend things um, from my own point of view. And it's, it's actually almost blasphemous to say God has a point of view because God doesn't have a point of view. God sees everything there is to see. So it's not like he's looking at it from one angle and then there is another angle that he can't see while he's looking from one angle. We are the ones that talk about perspectives. Perspectives is never a thing for God because he's all seen, all knowing, all, all wise, all at the same time. Now, having said all of that, <clears throat> So the question is not, why, why won't God just come down and, and, and manifest himself and be a superhero and, and reveal a dimension of his power, for instance, um, to do this or to do that? And in our own way and reasoning, we'll think, oh, wow, that, what could be more God-glorifying than that? The point is God himself knows what could be more God-glorifying glorifying to him than granting our wishes and our desires and making our stories to all have a happy ending as we would naturally define and 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 consider what a happy ending should be i said all of that and lay that as a premise to to basically make maybe one or two um points which again i'm pretty much sure you would have heard this in different ways at different points um but what I've said in a nutshell is that evil is not is not inconsistent with the character of God's goodness. In other words, the fact that there is evil in the world, the fact that the kind of scenarios you painted and gave examples of happened, doesn't negate the fact that God is powerful and God is good. It doesn't. If anything, it actually underscores the fact that God is good and that God is powerful. Um, for instance, for every scenario that we term evil, we know that when God comes into the picture, it becomes good. Again, it becomes good as God defines it, not as we define it. But the Bible is clear, Romans 8, 28, it works all things together for the good of those that love him and accord according to his purpose. How does someone's experience of being raped, murdered, buried, painfully, 
how does that serve God's good purposes? We can't see that from, again, our point of view and perspective, but God sees beyond the act. He sees into eternal past of what led to that story. He sees into the eternal future of what lies on the other side of that story. And, and we don't see that. And so we judge God and say, no, you've not acted well in this scenario. And how foolish of us to ever even nurture such a thought. So these things that we call evil, um, I, I remember listening to Max Lucado at some point or reading a, one of his books where he said, evil plus God equals good. It sounds good as a mathematical equation, but in reality, we know that the people that are passing through that evil, it doesn't feel like that at the, at the point um, when that happens. Of course, again, we know that underlying anything we could call evil in this world, it had never always been like this and it will not always be like this. There is going to come a time when there will be no more rape, no more murder, no more evil, whatever that could look like or whatever we could call it as such in the world because God is going to bring everything back to where it has always been and that's where everything is headed. For us, it feels like we are in the center of the universe and so everything that is happening that is revolving around us that is not dancing according to our tune uh, is is just too much of a discomfort and if there's a powerful god that loves us out there then he should just make everything work together for us in a way that we expect it to work together but it doesn't always happen like that in the first instance all of this happened because there was sin sin happened because man sinned and all of humanity had been eternally tainted with that as long as not eternally anyways i should say because the time is coming again like i said when everything will be back to quote-unquote factory setting so yeah that's one point um the other thing is to is to imagine scenarios where of course god could even use some of these circumstances and scenarios as a way of judging the wicked or he could use it as a way of disciplining his children he could use it as a way of ensuring that we grow and develop in him because of course we know that without pressure there is really no growth growth happens in the midst of pressure um bible says that uh, let patience have its perfect work in you in the midst of what you're going through there is not palatable that's where your virtues get honed and developed it's true delays sometimes that some of us learn patience it's true um disappointment sometimes that some of us learn to trust and and all of these different other things that god wants to bring out as virtues from our lives would emanate and comfort from a place of us being uh, willing to go through what we could term suffering discomfort <laughs> evil because at the end of the day we get something from it that we wouldn't get any other way i am I'm, I'm familiar with this very famous quotes from c.s lewis i'm paraphrasing now but it goes something like that god whispers um in our pleasures when everything is fine in our comforts and, and he speaks um in our conscience uh, and in our reasonings but when we go through pain, God is not whispering or speaking, he's shouting. He shouts in our pain. As though to say, when things like that happen, I mean, you're asking the questions we are asking now, which are questions that are directly about God and his power and his ability. Because of the painful scenarios that had happened that you've experienced virtually or otherwise. Now, the reason why you are asking those questions is because there is a God that is shouting through those experiences to people 
like you that are willing to hear that dimension of his voice so that you can process some thoughts that will then get you to be even further grounded in him so that you can then take the touch of the reality and illumination that is now self effulgent in your life in your heart and begin to use that to illuminate the path for someone else that is also trading that that path of confusion so that they can also come to the heaven of providence that you are hopefully going to land in but you wouldn't be processing these questions if not that the experiences you heard about happened or saw happened and it's through those experiences that god is shouting to the ears of your heart to say i want the people that would be so immersed into my transcendence so immersed into the fact that i am way beyond what anybody could ever fathom so immersed into the reality of a god that is incomprehensible we only know to the dimension and extent to which he desires and permits that we know for if we could figure him out then it wouldn't be god and so because of this journey that you are on you come to that reality and then you're able to draw other people to come to that same glorious he illuminating um reality so so yeah that's that's kind of how i've i mean i've just teased out different sides of this and of course like i said this is not how it's going to end to 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 wrap it up there is a particular statement i had i think it was john piper that i've heard this from again and again and john piper is an american theologian he said god is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him and and that naturally means that there will be times that things will not play out the way we want it to be but we're still going to be satisfied in god when someone makes up his mind to say i'm going to be perpetually satisfied in my father it is to the extent to which we are living out that reality that resolution that we glorify god in other words i am i i glorify god much more when i embrace the circumstance that i'm going through with the awareness of god sees me in this circumstance and what i'm going through now is not without his knowledge if he has not caused it he has permitted it if he has permitted it it is because providentially there is a purpose that would eventually fit the grand purpose that is God, his, his mission, his missio dei, the mission of God. God's got a mission. And as long as I'm satisfied in him, I'm going through a delay, but I'm satisfied in the fact that I have a relationship with the Father that can put an end to that delay in the twinkle of an eye, but chooses not to because of a purpose that even I might not yet figure out. But we look back in a few months or a few years time to say thank you that you did it even if that means i'm looking back from heaven from the other side of reality because then i would know how says, as he knows us will be fully known and how beautiful and how glorious that is so very many times that we're even weeping and and being sorrowful for what we have called evil the characters that are involved and on the other side of the divide are blessing and worshiping and glorifying god more than we could ever do anyways i could go on and on and on and on and just keep teasing out different dimensions to this but i hope you get the gist the gist is that god is yes he's sovereign but more beautifully put is purposefully in charge 
and there is nothing that escapes the purpose of his will is a purpose that cannot be thwarted not by some gang rapists not by some murderers not by some politicians not by anyone his purpose always prevails the devil dares not it always always prevails and whether that looks like what we expect it to look like or not our responsibility is to choose and resolve that we're going to be satisfied in him anyways god is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him So yeah, that's um, that's my response to the question. But I know what what would be your your perspective about the whole issue. Thank you. I think my perspective is that I, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we don't highlight the goodness of God so much that when these bad things happen, mm. they kind of overshadow the goodness we've been enjoying so far. Mm, mm, I, I'll give an example. There's something in my in my culture, in Yoruba culture, I'll say the proverb, but I'll explain what it is. It says, mm-hmm. And it means that when when you have good things happening to you, you, ha- you have to hide it to enjoy it. Mm. And I think the notion is so that you don't jinx it or you don't <laughs> let people know that oh you bought a house you don't want people to know that you got a job so that i don't know so that the enemy won't steal the things from you your <laughs> blessings from you yeah which is very counterproductive because we're a city set on a hill mm. and our lights mm. can't be hidden mm. so going back to what happened to that lady yeah it's bad mm-hmm. honestly but there are things that god has saved us from in the past that we failed to make go viral like we made this go viral mm. To help unbelievers or to help people that their faith will be shaken by these kind of things. Mm-hmm. We should also allow our testimonies. Mm. The Bible did say that we overcome by the power of our testimonies. It's not hiding the things going on with you. Like the more we, we share the goodness of God that mm-hmm. are happening in our lives, when these bad things come, we are comforted that we know that God is not impartial, is mm. not unfair. Mm. He did say that. In this world, we would have tribulations, tribulations. Mm-hmm. but we should be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. Absolutely. So knowing, putting in remembrance is promises and manifestations in our lives mm-hmm. will help us to balance mm-hmm. things when these bad things happen and good things happen. So I'm just saying basically that the bad things are not overshadow God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Every day of our life, every waking moment, we see yeah, his, goodness. his goodness. We enjoy it. Absolutely. We, we will think, oh, it's just part of life. Yeah. Oh, the water didn't burn me. Oh, I almost I, I almost fell, but I didn't fall down. Oh, the bike almost hits me, but it's not a big deal. But the person that the bike did hit, when they go on social media to say, oh, this bike hit me, why, how, God, how come God is not fair? Mm. And, oh, God is not, is not powerful enough. You should have not let the bike to hit the person it hit. Mm. But you haven't gone to the same social media to say, hey, thank God, though, this bike almost hit me. Like, it's just putting it in perspective. We're not victim of circumstances. Mm. And this is what the devil or, or, or fate, F-A-T-E, is making mm. us to see. It's making us feel as though, hey, it can happen to you anytime or be careful and think, we're not victim of circumstances mm. so we should be aware of God's goodness and balance it fairly with the vicissitudes of life of life and finally I'll just say that God has won victory over death mm. death is not it's not the end yes 
Sometimes, God uses death as our safety. Mm. Mm. It might seem illogical. Mm. I don't even understand it. Mm. Death is not, it's not the end. And we shouldn't be scared mm. of death because death is actually bringing us to the warm embrace of our Father. And it wouldn't let us go until we fulfill what we need to fulfill. Absolutely. So, most times when these viral things are going on and questions about how good God is or how powerful is are brought to our fore, we should be comforted mm. in knowing that our Father is a good, good Father. He has all things in His control. Mm. I trust God because I have experienced Him. Mm. So to you, let's start trust, trusting God and experiencing him and i pray that will be enough to console us and help us to come into grips with the things happening around us that are not good mm. god bless you amen thank you so much for that and keep your voice like this it sounds actually really good <laughs> <laughs> okay um thank you everyone it's good to have hung out together again this week um and next week we'll come your way again with another episode of not alone today podcast um but still then just remember you're not alone today. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Bye.